The new year provides a unique opportunity for a fresh start. In this episode, we discuss how to make the most of it with hope and new strategies. I'm Sharif Yunus with Dr. Kevin Majors. This is The Golden Hour. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to tell you about our new masterclass. Now, if you think working better means longer hours, just trying harder, or sacrificing relationships, then think again. In this four-week masterclass, now available on OptimWork.com, Dr. Kevin Majors will guide you through the key ideas and the practice that will help you transform your approach to work. Now, let's get started. Welcome to another episode of The Golden Hour. I'm Sharif Yunus here with Dr. Kevin Majors. Kevin, good to have you here with us. Sharif, thanks for having me back. Well, in light of the new year, we would like to discuss you know, a topic that's very relevant to the season. So New Year's resolutions. How do you make goals that stick? It's a great topic, Sharif, because New Year's resolutions actually do work. Yeah, I was always of the mind that you shouldn't really do New Year's resolutions, that you should just always try to be the best person you can possibly be. And picking one arbitrary day, January 1st, to like start deciding to be a better person, well, it's just, like I said, arbitrary. So, But I guess there's research indicating otherwise. Yeah, there actually is, there are, there is research on New Year's resolutions as a thing. And in one study... Um, you can correct me if I'm wrong because we read this together, but I believe that of those who made a New Year's resolution in some area versus those who wanted to improve in that area but didn't actually make a New Year's resolution, of the people with New Year's resolutions, 56% has some substantial improvement in that thing versus 4% in the other group, which just goes to show that I think the forces of status quo within our psychology are extremely powerful. And we need every bit of, you know, that we can muster to try to, to introduce a change to status quo. Yeah, and, and I think the same article mentions that it doesn't have to always be the new year. I mean, people set, and we encourage people with inventory to set many goals for improvement each week, uh, each, even in the morning, you know, any, at the beginning of the month, on your birthday, like any time you feel like you can have a fresh start, it's good to stop and think about, you know, be deliberate of what do you want to do for this time frame and what are your goals? Exactly. I think, you know, I, uh, I remember Viktor Frankl saying that we should go through life, um, that at these moments, like when you're having a fresh start, it's as if you're living your life for the second time and you're determined not to make all the mistakes you made the first time. And I often would play with that like when I was in you know, college, going back to college. I I'd, you know, read that and I'd, I'd have this idea like when I was going back to, I was in Dallas and I'd been traveling, going back to Dallas. This actually was a fun thought experiment. What if I had done this all before and now I'm doing it the second time and I'm not going to make the same mistakes? It just gives you a sense of like, we need this idea of fresh starts. And like for students, the, a new semester or after a break is a great fresh start uh, because I think that the main opponent of progress is the status quo. 
Like if you don't shift the status quo, you never grow, you never change. And you just never improve and life never improves. So before you do anything, you need a sense of, okay, how do you really shift the status quo? And that's what gets captured with the New Year resolution. So now it's not um, naive, like, oh, it's a whole new life or something like that. But it is still a great fresh start. You know, and trying to come up with a way of, of um, thinking, you know, how would you most want your life to improve and change? What, where, like, what would be your highest hope for the new year? Because really, if you don't make resolutions to improve, you get stuck in the status quo. And in a way, that's what I think laziness is. So I, you know, I think that being lazy simply means having no hopes. And so you don't really get motivated. You don't really change. You don't really build. You know, it's you have to like each of those things requires hope that, you know, that your that your efforts can actually get traction and pay off. Um, I do think that's actually very technical that even that without hope, we do just lose energy and we become slothful or lazy, you know, because there's just nothing to strive for without hope. And the beginnings are a time for hope. Well put. Very ins- so we need hope this new year. Exactly. And the higher hopes we have for this next year, the better. Like, what would it look? What would it be look like for us to be really, and for you know, for our listeners to be really daring in our hopes? You know that because I think we receive you know, in life more f- according to our hopes than according to what we really deserve to paraphrase uh, John the Cross. But this idea of, okay, well, having high hopes, like if, so when you're setting out a new year, what would be the highest hopes you could have for this upcoming year? And then why not like make it explicit what those hopes are and write them down, but be very specific, you could say, and, you know, make them concrete. What would be your highest hopes for this year? Like, Whatever, if you could get whatever you wanted. Perhaps for some people like me, uh, when you think of what are my hopes, they immediately immediately think first of outcomes. You know, I want to get this, or I want to get a promotion, or make more money, or, or achieve, you know, get this thing done, accomplish this thing. Uh, that's probably, I'm guessing, not what you're talking about. I think that outcomes um, are not really the essence of like this you know, of what we should really be hoping for. Uh, there is, um, what does it mean? Like, what is the f- most fitting object for our hope? Uh, and now ultimately, you know, the best things to hope for are the things that you would most worthily love. And so, I think that the real area for setting like resolutions and, and setting goals, you know, are, th- are things that are um, the ways that you yourself can be transformed in this coming year so that you can then give your very best to those who are closest to you. So if you're thinking of what would be the best things to be hoping for, it should be for you to grow as much as you can so that you can be the best for those you love most. That's like what it's fitting to love and fitting to hope for. I don't know, is that too, is that too, uh, is that too abstract? 
No, not at all. I think it's uh, it's a great foundation, and now we can kind of start to to build on it to get a little bit more specific for people. So, if so, maybe to get into what are kind of the good characteristics for New Year's resolutions that people can be setting uh, setting this year. So, do you, do you have a sense of of kind of if you were advising someone to in setting a New Year's resolution, what 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 kind of guidance would you give them? Are there any kind of rules that they can follow? Or yeah, I think that there are now in in psychology there are general rules you could say for how to make resolutions, uh, and, and probably people have heard that kind of stuff. That you know it needs to be something um, that is positive, something that is measurable, uh, something that has. Uh, time period within which it can be attained. And it's just, it's like good common sense that in fact, people do better at approach goals than avoidance goals. So that if you say, I'd like to do more of X, that is actually more effective at making resolutions than trying to do less of Y. We talked about this before. We talked about perfectionism, that negative goals are not very motivating. And so in one, a New Year's resolution shouldn't just be stopping something. But instead, it should be starting something. And the more it's more of a daily kind of thing you're trying to start, the better. So one sense in which you have good, you know, like what the ideal resolution is, is it's something that you can practice daily. So that that way you can tell that you're getting traction with it. Because if it's something you practice too rarely, ideally many times a day. I think when you're really, you know, setting goals for yourself, the one of the best times, you know, ways to do that, you know, is with um, that you can look at it a few times a day and be striving to improve in it. Another thing is, though, that really goals or resolutions are motivation. So, and what do you want to motivate you in this coming year? Where you set your goals is where you get your motivation from. They're all tied together. So if you set monetary goals for yourself at the beginning of the year, you're going to be driven more through that entire year by monetary motives, or mercenary motives, maybe we should say. So if you have, if you have like, so we actually profoundly shape our future self with the goals that we set for ourselves. Now, we're always setting goals for ourselves. So it's better that we be sincere with what they are. Because that sincerity then allows us to shape them and to actually try to raise them to a higher level, which means ideals and bonds. Ideals of ways you want to grow yourself and, and, and to acquire new qualities. Say like maybe the best thing you could have this coming year is being cheerful and making that. And you can commit deeply to that. Of What would you like that to look like? How would you like to habitually be? Or you name a bond that you're going to be prioritizing. And particularly, I think one of the richest areas for resolutions is in the most important bonds in your life, where do you have the most friction? Then make a resolution that addresses that friction. Now, how do we, considering those types of goals that you just laid out, focusing on ideals or bonds, I think a common piece of advice people often encounter, how do you set goals or resolutions, is to be specific to be measurable, to be time-bound. That's the S, M, and T from the SMART goal-setting system. 
so, okay, I can see how you know, prioritizing a particular bond with someone is specific, but it doesn't seem to me to be particularly measurable or really time-bound because you're saying, I want to deepen my bond with this person, hopefully indefinitely. Uh, so do you think you know, maybe those two elements just aren't as important? So is that an area where you kind of disagree with that system? I think, yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I think if we, um, it, it, it's a question of how, what are you measuring? As you know, because we've talked about this many times with, when it talks about optimal work, uh, what you measure affects profoundly what you see and how you think about things. And many times, you know, what did you just tell me, Sharif? Something about, you know, with data, that when people look at data, it's just to confirm their beliefs. Their prejudices, yeah. Their prejudices, exactly. So, so I know you're skeptical of like really, you know, what can you learn just from looking at a data set? Um, and and I, think, I, think that's, I think that's smart. I think, so the, how you think about measuring it does affect the kind of goals you set. Um, so if you're talking about something like, you know, the most common goals are losing weight or starting exercise. And so you're going to think about, those are, quick, those are like pretty easily measurable. But if you're thinking in terms of pounds per week or number of workouts per week as a kind of metric, okay, then it's going to fit that type of behavior. When it comes to relationships, um, it's more like how um, many times are you reminding yourself to put the relationship first? How many ways are you addressing the points of friction? Because there's always going to be some kinds of friction. But then how do you try to respond to that? Now, it might be that the number of times you take out the trash without being asked could be something that you measure at first or that you volunteer to make dinner or that you volunteer to take care of something. So whatever it might be, like there are ways that you can make small daily changes, but I think it's, um, it has to be more human and creative. But in a way, you need to set some kind of goal that is motivating for what you want this bond to be like, what you want, how you want it to be deepening, what frictions you want to take out of it. Um, and so it might be that you set a goal of how long to be going, maintaining like a tone of cheerfulness in the relationship and not being critical. Now, this is like a big topic, but the number one problem uh, that you see in long-term relationships is that people get critical of each other. And so one thing is, how do you yourself use that as data to improve? So if there's points of friction, you say, okay, I'm going to own this and I'm going to, you know, not, you know, I'm going I'm to really own the opportunity here to grow. And if they're thinking that I need to work on X, I'm going to work on X. And, and it really... But at the same time, letting go of your criticisms of the other person. And, and so now, is any of that easily quantifiable? No, but it's important. And I think it's a little, and I think people can have like strategies that they keep trying to come up with for how to take ideals and make them concrete. Because kind of like the purpose of a strategy is to take something that's, you know, there and make it concrete for you. Yeah. Yeah. It can't be that the most, the only things that we work on are the quantifiable ones because... 
you know, so often I think the most important things are not quantifiable. And so that's a reality that we have to work with. And it uh, touches on this point that uh, this article mentions that if your goals are very quantifiable, like I want to, you know, exercise five times a week, if that's your goal, which hopefully, you know, that's a good goal. People should be doing that. But if that's your goal and you're going from zero to five and then a couple of weeks in a row you do four and then you do three, it's much easier to start getting disappointed and see where you're falling short than to get excited about your progress um, if you're kind of holding yourself to these quantitative goals, which, which leads me to a broader question of like, um, how do people deal with frustration when they're setting these goals and they don't feel like they're living up to them? Or maybe broader, like wh what are the reasons why people even give up on their New Year's resolutions? Do you have any insight into that and how to prevent that from happening? Well, I think it's actually many times a very good sign that this is precisely where they need the goals to be located. Like if a person made, made a resolution for New Year's that, okay, let's say they hadn't been exercising at all. And they're like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to do this exercise regimen, you know, every day from now on. And let's say the person just started doing it. And now, okay, they're like a month in and they just did it every day. Maybe the maybe the ease with which they did that resolution would show it actually actually maybe it wasn't that important. Usually the things that are challenging for us are where we need to grow the most. And they're the hardest to get traction in. So if there's an area in your life where you feel like you've continually tried making goals, it could be with exercise, but it could be with anything, and you keep getting discouraged in it that actually might just be the most important area where you do need to make progress. But you're going to have to be creative and flexible in coming up with new strategies. You're going to have to try harder. You're not trying, no. right? <laughs> no, you're no. going to have to try. You're going to have to. Trying harder is what people normally do. In fact, being discouraged is the result of trying harder. You know this, I know you're joking. But, but getting discouraged is what happens when people try harder and then their old strategy that keeps failing fails again. So people, it's like, you don't fail. Your strategies for change, they can fail. But you can come up with new strategies. And then you wouldn't fail. The deep thing here is if you want new results, you need a new strategy. And so in Optimal Work, we talk a lot. I'm not sure if we talked about it you know, in the podcast as much. But you know, this triad of you know, strategy, traction, momentum. And what that means is you keep strategizing. And once you have a clear strategy, you try it. And if you get traction, great. You continue with it until you get more and more momentum with it. Now, if you start, like, if you're trying and you're strategizing and you're just not getting traction, it's just slipping and slipping and you're not, or maybe you had traction for a little bit and then it slips, well, then you need to go back to the strategy and you re-strategize it. So like the person who, say, had said, I'm going to exercise five times a week, and they start doing it, and then let's say the next week he does four times, the next week he does three times, and he's just getting more discouraged. Well, the result would be that it's because he's just trying harder with something like he's just trying to think of forcing himself to do it. But if he would apply his whole intelligence to it, craft a new strategy, maybe he has to play with when's the best time to exercise. Maybe there is a way of exercising that would lend itself more to a ramping up. 
Maybe, you know, maybe he overdid it. And that's why he is starting, you know, starting, who knows what it might be, but he needs to intelligently strategize it until he gets traction again. And then with traction, finally you get momentum and momentum makes it easy to keep going. Momentum is simply what happens when you have a virtuous cycle. So resolutions are the thing that you're strategizing. You're like, you know, you're looking up this coming year, you're thinking, okay, what would it be like? How could I combine high hopes with new creative strategies? And then you keep applying those strategies until finally you get traction. But that's, that's, I think, the thing. So if people aren't really making a lot of progress in life, it's either that they don't have high hopes, in which case they don't really change at all, and they just keep going through life with no real thriving and, and growth. Uh, or, you know, they just didn't come up with new strategies, and they kept trying, they would just try harder and then get discouraged. So high hopes, new strategies. It's a great formula. Now, Kevin, I have one last question, which is the article that we read also mentions the importance of having accountability partners or something of that nature. Uh, how important is it to kind of let other people in on your resolution and have them be, I don't know, checking in or maybe it's uh, like a healthy competition that you're doing these goals together? Uh, how does that fit into your conception of things? Well, I don't like the concept of accountability at all because it seems to me that the, that the currency of accountability is like guilt or shame. Fear. Man, I can't show up at this accountability meeting without having done, you know, my three workouts. Exactly. So that has, accountability in my mind plays absolutely no role in progress. Um, I think what instead matters is having another, like a kind mind to be strategizing with you. Someone that you bring your strategies to and you say, okay, this is what I'm trying to work on. How does this sound? See if they have any other ideas. I think that is super helpful. And I have, you know, in my entire adult life, I've had people like that, that, you know, at least weekly, I'm talking to someone like about what I'm working on, the strategies I'm trying to use, you know, to, and that's always super helpful. It may be a very short conversation, but it's, it's just, it's there. And, um, and it's having friends that help you with strategies, help you to be creative, uh, can identify, you know, perhaps if you're not being flexible, if you're just, they can tell you're pushing, you know, and getting discouraged at some point. Well, that is, that's super helpful. Isn't that, I'm sure you've had the same experience. Yeah, it's just, it's so helpful. I think also with helping to reframe, you know, you feel like, oh, I'm not making progress in this area. And then you see some, ob some obstacle or challenge as, as a threat that's like preventing you from attaining your goals. So also having like an objective view that can, okay, actually know that that's not preventing you. That's actually another opportunity, another way to actually uh, get further along in that goal. Uh, so I think, yeah, help, having help strategizing, having help reframing, those are just having an, an objective view that can, you know, someone who can provide objective feedback about what you're doing. So it's like another perspective. It's not, uh, yeah, someone shaming you. Yeah, it, I've never experienced that as, as uh, accountability. So, and I, I don't think, so I think uh, that, it, you know, we, um, 
if we can have really high hopes and share those with others, you know, because that's another function of those conversations, I think, is like, what are you really aiming for? And why do these goals matter to you? And that also is, that, that, that helps to be thinking, you know, am I really focusing my efforts in life on what really matters? You know, but it's, um, you know, if, if, uh, if someone thought that, you know, like, oh, the most important thing that I can work on is, you know, having, you know, better order in my closet, you know, putting the hangers, you know, an inch apart, well, yeah, maybe that's not, like, the highest hope you should have. So not to be too, you know, uh, trivial or anything, but I just think to tell people what it is you're hoping for and how you're trying to get there is super helpful. But high hopes and then creative strategies. It's a great uh, motto for 2021. Uh, well, Kevin, we're, we're out of time today. So do you have any other thoughts you'd like to add? No, just this idea that where you have, where you feel like you haven't made progress and you have to keep like going back and trying harder, that is precisely the slippage you want to address So that with new strategies. And you strategize until you get traction. So that's, look for those areas. And those I think are where you make the most, many times the most meaningful progress. Awesome. Cool. Thanks so much, Kevin. And we'll be back next week. Well, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to check out optimwork.com for a set of online tools to help you engage challenge in your life. See you next week.